This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. And uh, we're kind of bummed. The somber podcast tonight because Arizona men's basketball was unable to defeat Oregon. The final score was 87 to 68. And it was a bummer. Twas, indeed. It's like Jason doesn't even want to talk. Um, usually Jason is very chill and neutral, Mr. Professional, watching games. And I will say that he slammed our remote down and shattered it at one point. He shattered. It, it frequently gets dropped anyway, and the batteries come out. And shattered so hopefully it will survive. But he was frustrated, I'm sure, just like all Arizona fans are frustrated, as we have discussed extensively in the car this evening, our frustration. We discussed it while eating a burrito. We did. We have a little secret. Um, We really like to go to Taco Rico, which is a food truck that parks at the Fascinations on I-9 and I-10. And... (laughs) Our secret is... Our secret is now out. Yes. We've never actually been to the establishment. We well, just go for Taco Rico. We usually Rico. have our kid, and she says, Dad, what is this fascination? And I go, you know what, Brielle? Let's, let's just eat your... Let's just eat Taco Rico. How about that quesadilla? So shout out to that food truck, um, because at least we had one good thing happen today. But the other good thing, Brielle's flag football team won. The Seahawks, Seahawks. The Seahawks one won. One good Seahawks team. One good Seahawks team in the world. Anyway, let's just get to this bullshit. All right, fine. <laughs> um, well, in typical Jason fashion, you predicted an Arizona loss tonight, but you were pissed visibly during the game. I took all my clothes off, I wonder. Emotionally and uh, breaking remote controls. Why is that, Jason? I. Oftentimes, <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm cool with Arizona losing, but like, like you said, I, I predicted Arizona to lose because it's hard to win on the road. We saw it in college basketball, and this is an excuse. I'm not downplaying it, but we saw in college basketball, today. it was today. Yeah, it was one of those days. I even I tweeted, oh, it's it's gonna be one of them, one one of them days. Kentucky beats Tennessee, Miami. Loses to NC State. Wisconsin goes to Indiana. Loses. Kansas State goes to TCU. Loses. Arkansas goes to Vanderbilt. Loses. Providence goes to Creighton. Loses. Missouri goes to Florida. Loses. Uh, Kansas struggles with Iowa State. And, you know, you Duke goes to Clemson. Loses. Uh, Texas Tech had, had Texas on the ropes. Wound up winning. But it's... 
you know, it, it, it's it's hard to win on the road. The thing that pissed me off was, in my opinion, it was just a, a complete... I get more mad at issues that are fixable and that are like effort plays. Like Arizona losing the rebounding battle 26-12 to 12 in the first half is not acceptable. And they wound up closing it to 10 rebounds and... Um, Oregon actually, you know, in the, in the second half, at least, I believe Oregon actually only had two offensive rebounds after having 11 in, uh, in the first half, but like, you know, the, the end of the first half, Tommy Lloyd played a lineup that was just, it was awful. And he even said at the game, at the end of the game, because I played a, a lineup I regret playing. I mean, it was Adama Ball, Cedric Henderson, it was Dylan Anderson. It was like, what, you know, that lineup should never be in a game. It was Dante just dominating. It was um, Quisenard just shooting open shots. It wasn't like these threes were guarded. And look, Oregon only went 11 of 32 from three. It's not like they shot good from three. But, um, you know, in the paint, Oregon dominated Arizona the paint. Arizona shouldn't be dominated in the paint. It was, you know, the defense was just awful. It was Courtney Ramey starting the second half with two threes, and you're like, here we go. Here comes Arizona. Then he turns the ball over. Then he fouls a three-point shooter. Then Oregon goes on a 10-0 run. And it's and it's all just a – it just feels like a lack of energy and a lack of effort. And Tommy Lloyd said it after the game. The other team was desperate, and the desperate team usually wins. That is a shitty thing you want to admit as a coach and is a shitty thing to hear as a fan because it is – basically saying, or not basically, it is saying that team tried harder to win than we did. And that is not, if you lose a game and you have an off night, so be it, right? It happens. If you have an off game and you lose and you win, it's great. If you have an off game and you lose and the effort was there, you rebounded okay, you tried your hardest, that's okay. You can live with that as a coach. Arizona just didn't play well. There's no facet of this game where you said, Man, that guy played his butt off. Kylan Boswell is probably the only guy. I'll give it to Julius Tubelis because I think he always plays hard. But we've reached a point where, you know, without getting too far into it because we're going to get into it, it just it, nothing felt right about that game. And when you watched it, you didn't say to yourself, man, this team's really playing their ass off and Oregon's good. And, and I credit Oregon. I think in terms of individual talent, they're probably the best team in the conference or up there. They're athletic. They're long. They've battled injuries all season. It wouldn't surprise me if they went on a run. I'm not shocked that Oregon won. Obviously, I predicted them, but it was the fact of how it played out that I think Arizona fans are so upset. Like, if Oregon went out and won this game by two, four points, whatever, I think Arizona would be like, you know what? Typical Arizona. Happens, you know? But the fact that they basically got run off the court in the second half is something that is is just pretty hard to deal with right now. Okay. Uh, Well, clearly... What is your biggest concern at this moment? Uh, Arizona's guards are bad. I mean, it, and it's not average. They're not good right now. And maybe they turn it around. But right now, they're just, they're not doing anything well. Um, you know, Courtney Ramey and Kirk Risa combined for 21 points, but it took 6 of 22 shots to get there. They had 8 assists and 4 turnovers, right? And, you know... What I say, I don't even remember. Six of 22 shooting. Six of 17 from three. There's no aggression with the guards. It's just like we're jump shooters, 
and we're going to throw the ball at the rim. And if it goes in, cool. And if it doesn't, whatever. Like, that's what it feels like the guards are playing. And it is a situation where teams are basically saying, look, we're either going to choose Umar Balo or Jules Tubelis. We're going to try to take him out of the game. And your guards are going to have to step up. And we don't think they're going to do it. And so today it was Umar. Umar really struggled today. 10.7 rebounds, but took him 10 shots to get 10 points. And Dante ate him up. Azulis was 5 at 13, but he, he played generally well. I don't pick on Azulis too much. And we don't know if Umar Bala is still weak, whatever it may be. We'll find out probably next week. You know, next week you assume he'll be healthy and ready to go. And so we'll see what that was. But when you look at the guards, I mean, Will Richardson, yeah, he was 6 of 15. But he was the most dynamic guard on the court. Uh, Cuisinard was 27 points on 9 of 14 shooting. Like, what? The dude, the, 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 there's no business scoring 27 points. Bartholomew comes in. Five points, six rebounds, five assists. Uh, you know, it, it just, the, the backcourt got completely outplayed. And we have to figure out, I mean, I don't have to figure it out, but Arizona has to figure out, is it because Arizona's guards just aren't good? Or is there a system that can be put in place to fix the situation? And it clearly feels like the lack of athleticism um, the the lack of speed, the lack of defensive ability, the lack of a guy that is, can break someone off the dribble. Like last year, and I know Ben Matherne is the NBA Rookie of the Year, so it's hard to compare anyone on this roster to him. But when Arizona, when, when the going got tough and, and Arizona needed a bucket, it went to Ben. And we've discussed this before. Who's that guy in Arizona? There's no guard that can go out and get a bucket against a tough defense. And until Arizona's guards... If they're going to shoot 17 threes between the starting backcourt, a few of them have to go in. If they're not going in, there isn't going to be an opposing coach in the country that cares that Arizona is shooting 25 threes. They're making nine of them. I mean, they made nine threes, and Boswell was three of six. I don't count Boswell. Starting, I should say starting, was six of 17. If you want to throw in Pell, it was six of 18. It's not good enough. You can't be having more turnovers than made threes with that many attempts. Right. And it, it just it, it, it's a situation where Arizona's guards are 100 percent what is holding this team back. And there's other issues. Don't get me wrong. But the guards are the biggest concern. Uh, Arizona's bench, since we're going to go through some issues, why not? I know Arizona's bench had 19 points. That's because Boswell had 15 of them. Vasar is not ready right now. Dylan Anderson was decent in his three minutes. Cedric Henderson is just invisible when he's on the court against better competition. He's fine against the weaker competition, but a Demba ball, it's just, he's not good. He, you can't put him in a game in serious minutes. And one of the biggest things that has hurt this team is a Demba ball did not take that step forward that everyone thought he could take. Cedric Henderson has not produced at a level that most people thought he could produce. He doesn't have to be fantastic. He has to be average. And did that lose him the game tonight? No. But it's a situation where, you know, Dana Altman, and I know it's different records and all that, but Dana Altman went into this game and said, enough is enough. The way we lost to ASU, I'm switching things up. Because Leonard had not started, right? He's back, now he's in the starting lineup, goes for 27. Nate Biddle played great. He only played 12 minutes, but he started. He scored 10 points in 12 minutes. He changed the starting lineup, and he made guys accountable. And the problem is the lack of backcourt, like, I know Pella's not playing great. 
And I fully, like, offense, he's in his own head. It's a problem that he basically admitted before the season. But you're not benching Pella to play Cedric Henderson. You can't. It's just not, he's not good enough defensively. And so you can't hold Pella accountable too much. Julius and Umar are going to play, but if Umar can't guard him, Vesar's not ready. Dylan Anderson's not ready to guard a guy like Dante. So Umar's playing 35 minutes. The only guy that I could see making a change is Courtney Ramey, and we'll get to that, Courtney Ramey Basel, but we'll get to that. But right now, to me, it's just the, the guards and the lack of accountability because of the lack of depth. And maybe Tommy Lloyd just says, screw it. And, and you know, says, we're, we're going to go with accountability and all that. But right now, that to me is, is the biggest concern moving forward. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found. Okay, and last week you said that you would tell Arizona fans if it's time to panic. So is it? I mean, I you're not the only one, by the way, asking this question all over Twitter and all these other, you know, sports talking heads asking the same question, using the word panic particularly. Panic's a strong word for a team that's 15 and 3, right? It's like, yeah. but it's close because it's, I think it's the way that Arizona is losing. These aren't close games. Arizona got its butt kicked by Utah, but it was on the road. Arizona got its butt kicked by Oregon, but it was on the road. Washington State was not a good loss, but Washington State is still a little better analytically. I am very curious to see what happens. I actually think Arizona is going to respond well this week. I might be basing that on nothing that is apt, that is real. You know, Arizona, if they get swept this week at home, yes, you could shit bricks if they split i'd still be kind of concerned i i think you want to see arizona come out if arizona can't come out motivated and play hard against the la schools forget it if you're not motivated and playing hard against ucla forget it right and there's a difference again it is very hard and there was a graph that i posted on wildcat authority i don't remember who did jg trends on twitter i think it is i don't remember in the last like decade this is second hardest to win on the road in terms of seasons maybe longer than that it is really hard to win on the road it's just how arizona is losing that is the concern so i understand getting close to panic am i there yet no if arizona looks like dog shit this week feel free to panic and go nuts because it's clearly if you can't get up for ucla and you're not ready and you're not sacking up and you're not ready to defend and ready to rebound and ready to play hard then there's something wrong with you, man. So we've talked about this before and, and being, you know, I've been, you know, raised 
concerns a couple of times, but you know, true grit is missing. There's, there's a chemistry issue and there's no, but as you said, there's nobody that can step up. Like we lost, you know, three NBA players, um, off the roster last year. And like pretty much all three of them had some version of true grit, stick to itiveness, leadership. And I, you know, I know that's frustrating for Arizona fans. This has happened before. There've been teams where everybody was kind of like a beta and there was no alpha person. You know, Kerkrisa was swaggy last year, but maybe it was because of Ben. Maybe because he was surrounded by other people that kind of brought that out in him, and he doesn't have that this year. Well, I also think, like, Kerr's not a dominant guard. No, he's not. But when you have Ben and Dalen next to you, you're, the pressure's off you a little bit. You kind of just have to run the offense and hit the occasional open three. It almost feels like he's being asked to play a role that he shouldn't be asked to play, but there's not much you could do about it. Now... You talked about the three NBA guys, and I and I tweeted a poll question. It it feels like Arizona's success in Maui and the win over Tennessee kind of created a false expectation that Arizona was a top five team in the country. It's clearly not a top five team in the country, but it's clearly like we have people tonight saying Arizona's not top twenty five. Yes, it is. It is top twenty five. I understand they're not playing very well, but they're top twenty five. Look around college basketball. We mentioned all the scores just now of all the ranked teams that lost. Arizona's a top 25 team. Arizona started the season 15th, I think, in the country, and then went hot and got the top five. Maybe Arizona's just that 15th team in the country. Maybe that's what Arizona is. And so I think that Arizona's early success actually kind of spoiled us in a way where, you know, it's... Like it. Sorry, I just came on. Like San Diego State's down ten points to New Mexico. San Diego State should be killing New Mexico at San Diego State. It's just one of those days. It's not saying that what Arizona happened, what happened to Arizona is good, but maybe Arizona is just the fifteenth best team in the country and not the fifth best team in the country. But I will say this, and I will emphasize it, and I've always been like this. This isn't an Arizona thing. You cannot, on a, you can on a very limited basis predict a team success in March. I can watch Houston and say, you know what? That's one of the favorites to win the title. I can watch Alabama and say, man, that team looks really good. But we watched Arkansas a few weeks ago and everyone was on their jock and they just let up 97 points to Vanderbilt and they've been awful in the SEC. They're not even a lock to make the NCAA tournament right now. And I realize that Nick Smith isn't playing. But what I'm saying is do not convince yourself that you know what Arizona is going to do in the postseason based off their January performance. College basketball just doesn't work that way. All you have to do is get hot for a couple weeks. For all we know, those threes by Kirk Creasa go in. And someone tweeted at me tonight, haven't people learned that the college basketball regular season is meaningless? And it's not meaningless. You're playing for seed and you're all that. But at the end of the day, North Carolina taught us this. Like your your performance in the regular season, very very rarely indicates your performance in the postseason. Right. It's like any given. It's like any given Sunday. The tournament is like it could be anybody that day. Now, does Arizona have very obvious flaws that could play a role in the NCAA tournament? Absolutely. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm also saying is that if Arizona gets a draw where there's teams that aren't able to take advantage of those flaws, it won't really matter. So. It's still January 14th. Yeah, but everyone can watch the tape. 
just to play devil's advocate. Not, and I'm not trying to be downer because somebody said on the board that Shelby's going to be pissed. They're right. I am. I am not like pissed in the fact that I'm panicking or you know I'm I'm I am married to this person who's telling me and you that you know let's see what they do against UCLA. But it is concerning, and that that has you know the the dial has shifted to orange now instead of red. Right. In that. I've always look at who a leader on a team is like, you know, someone who's gone through leadership, who is a leader, you know, in a management system. And like those traits are very important, like indicators of, of success in business, in government, in sports. And um, I am concerned and I have been concerned Arizona was missing those pieces. And it's like playing chess. All of these things that Arizona does is an audition for the NCAA tournament. And all these different configurations when you're playing the chess of basketball, you know, like other teams are watching and they're going to see that we're missing a queen. There's just no sport, professional or otherwise, that has the fluidity of college basketball. That's true. Arizona lost. And again, I'm not making excuses. The loss tonight, Shelby said it, it annoys the crowd to be there's clear concerns. But like, how do we analyze Arizona beating Tennessee, winning in Maui on neutral course? And let's say Arizona takes two this week, sweeps to LA schools. Well, what happened to those concerns? Were they fixed? Will they pop back up? Let's say Arizona beats USC and loses to UCLA by three. It's just, it's, it's college basketball is more than any other sport. College football, I can tell you the top five teams every year before the season even starts. Very rarely are you way off on that. College basketball is just all over the place. It's just super hard to analyze where teams at. You hit lulls, you hit highs. It's just, it's, it's difficult. And I'm always a man. I, I'd say pattern. And if Arizona has a pattern next week where the guards struggle and teams load the box and the paint and Arizona is not doing well. Yeah. It's a pattern and it's time for concern because it's at home too. I read more into home games than I do away games. It's also hard to like not play the energy in McHale when it's like hopping. So we'll see. That would be big red flag i guess if that if this performance happens again also we did say last podcast it depends on which oregon team shows up because we knew that they were going to change their personnel but also depend on which arizona team was going to show up and we have this dichotomy now we know what arizona does when they're doing it really well and we know what they're doing when they're not trying and that's hopefully not what we're going to get against ucla because man i really really don't like ucla so um, lastly, if you're Tommy Lloyd, how do you fix these issues? I think there has to be accountability. And again, I'm not saying, I don't know what happens in practice. Tommy Lloyd says, look, you're, you don't watch our practice. And I don't know, but I think there has to be some accountability. Courtney Ramey's effort level to me is clearly not there. Kylan Boswell, even on the nights where he struggles shooting, he's trying. He's playing his butt off defensively, offensively. 17. Stardom. Stardom instead of Courtney Ramey. Now, if Tommy Lloyd knows something I don't and is afraid he would lose the team or Courtney Ramey would quit, I don't know. But to me, accountability. You're not benching Zoo. You're not benching Umar. Uh, you know, I, I, you're not benching Kerr. I know people, whatever. Ramey for Boswell to me is the most obvious. You can go to a two point guard system type of deal. The problem is, again, like, People are saying like, Pell doesn't do much, and he did it. He played very poorly. But you can't play Cedric Henderson over him. He's just not good enough. Do you bench Pell in a guy that is lacking confidence, and then you put him on the bench, and then what? You, you, you're you worried about losing Pell completely. 
So it's tough. But for me, I think the obvious move is see if Boswell's energy can spark the rest of the team, especially this week, especially against the L.A. schools being from L.A. and all that. Or at least he played in L.A. But see, you know, see if that sparks them. And if not, I don't know. But I think you do that. And, and you know, he's tried to develop the bench. It's not working. But see see how that works. See if it sparks Ramey. See if it sparks Boswell. That would be the, the very clear move. Do I expect it to happen? Not really. But, um, you know, to me, that that's the clear, easy move, in my opinion. Your opinion. See. So, we'll see. So, we'll see. So, not as exciting of a podcast as last night or Shut the night up, before or whenever it was. Sorry, I lost control. Um, because our dogs are actually quiet and behaving. We only have Press. one child with us because the other one is in D.C., she made it, by the way, and she's having a good time. And uh, we're just going to hopefully see how they do next week. That's right. We'll do it again next week. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Have a great weekend. And if you're off on Monday, happy Civil Rights Day. <laughs> At least we have the NFL tomorrow, Shelby. You want to shout out your new favorite team? Yes. <laughs> well, my new favorite team, but Brielle's. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills are playing tomorrow. Shelby chooses the team with more points. Super excited. That's her favorite team. Yeah, we're not really NFL fans, but I always have an affinity every year. Like, I always kind of... For the Super Bowl champion. Yes, sure. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!